Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. There's a lot more punks than there was four years earlier, but there was also as many posers. Posers were people that look like punks, but they did it for fashion. Welcome to SLC Punks, a Utah jazz podcast brought to you by the staff of SLC Dunk. Now here's your hosts, Michael Lohman and James Hansen. Alright, welcome back to the SLC Punks podcast. This is your host, Hansen James. And this is Milo. And it's another summer week of uh, no jazz basketball, but it doesn't mean that things did not happen. And there's things to well, talk about. This that, that didn't happen, but there's things to talk about. Yeah, things that I wish wish I didn't have to talk about, or wish I had other things to talk about. But certain people in higher places seem to have to make stupid comments on Twitter, and we're going to discuss it. But this week. Uh, the Pelton ratings released, and the Utah Jazz are projected to be the number two Western Conference team in the NBA. And I think we've finally hit that point, Michael. I think we've finally gotten to the point where we're getting the due respect and attention we deserve and showing us where we need to be. I think the, I think the ratings are interesting because all Pelton did was predict, predict how many wins each team would get and then just like laid them where that was. Uh, the Jazz, I think, according to Kevin Pelton, are projected to win 53 and a half games, which is good for second best in the West. And yeah, uh, I'd, I'd say that's pretty good. I think the natural Jazz fan in me is is worried now. Like, <laughs> there's only two types of Jazz fan. There's like, why aren't you giving my team enough uh, enough visibility and credit? Like, so there's the Everyone hates me, jazz fan. And then the, oh my gosh, you stop talking about us. You're going to jinx us, jazz fan. There's oh, no in between. There's, there's no content, jazz fan. I'm the complete opposite. I'm just basking in this. Like I am like the rock in WWE when he stood in the ring and he just raises his hands and, and then pulls his fingers towards himself to bring on the chance. I'm so excited. And the best part about it is, is the replies to the tweet where Houston fans and all these other fans start saying, all I want is for all the SLC dunk people to remember that tweet and all the shade they threw at the jazz for when we make the second seed in the playoffs. Cause all we have to do is win 53 games. The jazz won 48 games last year that with all the injuries they had with, uh, and maybe we'll talk about this a little bit with Ricky Rubio, but Ricky Rubio will come into the season, understanding the system more or just be more comfortable within it. And I personally feel like it's perfectly reasonable because all he did was predict the jazz had 53 wins. I, that's not crazy to me. I just don't see a world in which the Utah jazz can beat the Atlanta Hawks twice in a year. I don't, or or maybe we can beat Miami this year. I I, I don't know. Like where where are those wins going to come? Because they're not coming in Atlanta. Uh, but, but, 
but real talk i think i think they do have a really good chance i i think that what's hard about the west is there is the golden state warriors and with the houston rockets losing um losing ariza and losing umba mute um they all of a sudden take this big step back not big step but but even that step, they had that advantage of, to be in the cream of the crop in the Western Conference because they had that depth. And now that they've lost that and then added the defensive sieve, that is Carmelo Anthony, you're cool. looking at that team and you're like, okay, well, they've returned to the group that it was three through nine. And now you have, now that group is now two through 10 in the West because you added LeBron to the Lakers. And you even have an improved Memphis Grizzlies team, which now has a healthy Mike Conley, um, a really good Jaron Jackson Jr. and Marcus Saul. So now, like three through eleven, through um, and not not three through eleven, two through eleven in the West is a gauntlet. Well, and and people and forget so it's that it's going to be difficult. People forget that Houston was like a top five defensive team last year, and that was because of their switchability with. Mba Mute and Trevor Ariza, they were recently just re-signed Clint Capella, so they still have his ability to switch, which is one of the reasons he's such a good defender, is not necessarily just his rim protection, but the fact that he can go out on the perimeter and guard, and we saw it against Utah in the playoffs, but they lost two top-tier defenders, and you know, if they're if they drop to a 10 to 15 defense in the league, that's a big deal, and that's a that's yeah. a big reason why they could drop, and I could see the Jazz just rising because of other teams getting worse and i think a lot of a lot of oklahoma city uh, i think what happened is a lot of casual fans saw these rankings and then um i believe it was um who was it um uh hoops hoops habit or somebody else had different rankings as well Uh um that came out this this week and it had the jazz third houston Rockets second but it was really close Uh but everyone but a lot of casual fans saw those and the minute you see utah jazz they're like, oh man, what do these guys even know what they're talking about? Because it, because they're just not used to seeing that, which is crazy. Because you know the Utah Jazz were at least a, one of the top four teams at the end of last season, mm-hmm. and and so what's the big deal? What's what's the big deal? Like they're at least top four. Well, so they didn't the see four. the playoffs. It's it, to me, it's honestly like, did you not watch the playoffs? Did you not see what the Jazz did? I, and, I, and and we didn't get to see what Utah did full strength against Houston, and um, our own Andy Bailey, and we'll go more in depth about um Ricky uh, Ricky Rubio in in later in the podcast. But our own and um Andy Bailey, he he did an article on Ricky Rubio showing that Ricky Rubio is not just like. Hey, a you know, a, a nice to have defensive point guard, but he he's actually uh, since the All Star break, he was a, a sig- one of the best point guards in the top NBA. 10 point guard, easy. Yeah, so you got a top ten point guard. All of a sudden, you're like, okay, now we're talking about a top ten point guard b- missing out your pl- uh, and and you're switching and you're replacing that through Royce O'Neal, and 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 you're. That's that's a significant difference, and a lot of Oklahoma City fans, what's just hilarious, they're like, "Why not us? Why aren't we up there?" And it's like, look, you guys got closed out by two rookies in the starting lineup in a game six. Like Ricky Rubio was out, you had every opportunity to come back in that series and and make it a series. 
Mm-hmm. You had two all stars. You had Steven Adams. You had depth. Like you had, you had it, and you couldn't take advantage of the fact that the Utah Jazz were rocking two rooks. You couldn't, and and so you adding Dennis Schroeder, who yes, he's been a Jazz killer, um, but he can't play defense. So, I mean, and that was just a that that loss to Schroeder. That was just one of those weird nights where the Jazz were in a funk, and it just that was a wake up call for the team. Uh, mm-hmm. But here's the thing: the Jazz beat the Thunder with the team they have, and the Jazz are only going to get better. Yeah, I'm I'm happy for the Thunder that they were able to get Paul George back, and I think that's a win for small market teams. But and, I th- and they get Andre Roberson, that's good. I feel like I feel like Oklahoma City had a good off season. Mm-hmm. I mean, they would their off season. I would grade it an A just for getting rid of Carmelo. Well, that and re-signing a star in a small market and all that, but they didn't yeah, get and, and than the continuity that. is a big thing there. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, but the the biggest thing that I look at at Oklahoma City, I'm like they're not in incre- they're not improving in the rankings. Is their head coaching situation? Mm-hmm. You know, and I like, actually I actually don't think he's uh, um, Billy Donovan's all that bad. I feel like just when you have. Russell Westbrook on your team, there's just a certain style that you have to play and it's just the Russell Westbrook Westbrook show. And I agreed. Like I feel like he's not terrible. I feel like he's fine, but it's just when you have Westbrook, it's the Westbrook show and that's just the way it is. And you have I, to find players to kind of fit within that. What I don't understand about the 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 Schroeder pickup is like he and he and Russ don't really there's not a lot of synergy with them on the court mm-hmm. and the way i feel about them is is what people were talking about with favors and gobert you know just as recently as beginning of last year where it's just like can they play together like they're they don't provide each other spacing mm-hmm. in fact ricky rubio provided better spacing from three than and had better shooting from three than um, russ albeit russ is having to create his own shot mm-hmm. but at the same time is like Russ has been getting open trays since since the days of KD and ha- mm-hmm. hasn't exactly been the guy who's who's taken advantage of that. So I so I I think what we need to talk about because for the haters <laughs> is we we need to talk about what what has to happen you know for the Jazz to go from forty eight wins to fifty three wins to be that second place team because there's in the Western Conference, even more so than last year, there are no easy nights. Mm-hmm. The Clips are still are still in that range of of being good. Yeah, they're um, an above have, average team. Yeah, you have an above average team. You have um, the Mavericks, and they got better. They'll are, get Doncic. Will be interesting, and DeAndre Jordan. Um, here's the thing. One of the things I think the Jazz have to do to get better is not have Dion waiters dive into rudy gobert's leg uh they need to not have um oh what was his name who dove on top of Jackson's shoulder jay warren yeah dj yeah, warren, warren dive on top of donovan mitchell's shoulder and then we need to not have um i can't remember if it was was it i can't remember if it was favors that fell into i mean it's just injuries that killed the jazz if rudy gobert goes down for a significant amount of time it's just very clear that how dominant a player he is if he stays healthy the jazz are in great shape they can't they just can't have injuries which is basically for everyone but i feel like if they stay healthy 53 is 
almost like the betting line. I I feel like they can get more than fifty three because you get uh, especially with Donovan Mitchell being. Uh, I think exactly, the biggest Donovan. thing is well, Donovan. Like I think they get fifty three wins if Donovan's the same exact player. Exactly. If Donovan's the same exact player, you're getting fifty three wins, and if the team is healthy. And if Donovan improves, then they become even better. And if you get Ricky Rubio post All-Star break playing at that level, I don't know if he's going to be quite that level, but if you get somewhere close to that for the entire season, the Jazz become like a 55-plus team, plus-win team. I don't – it's it's difficult, but all of this is uh, barring injuries. Like, they get back Tabo Cephalosha, who missed big minutes last year who is just a big defensive presence and he's actually a very efficient offensive player. And so if you can get minutes with him on the floor playing kind of the four spot and three spot with second units or spot starts, if you need to, that's one of the, actually the little interesting things that'll be this year. Who gets more minutes, Tabo Cephalosha or Jay Crowder? That'll be interesting to see. Uh, who- right. And, and Jay Crowder looks like he's he's working hard, like he's been posting workout videos. He loves that grind. Um, all caps. He, he's, yeah, he's all about it's all about that grind when you love that grind, that feeling when you love that grind. So and he's been what he, he, I think every day is a workout video of him like working out in the sand. Yeah, it's a I mean, if you're not following Jay Crowder, you're missing out. You're doing something wrong. There's- like. Like Jay Crowder's getting that is is living that peak Instagram life right now, where he's just like, <laughs> I I think it's funny because you're not seeing as much like Instagram videos with other jazz players right now because some of them are in Utah uh-huh. already working with jazz coaches. I think it was Andy Andy Larson on his podcast uh, on 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 the weekly run with Tony Jones where he was just like, I don't think like Johnny Bryant's like okay everybody where he's like breaking down the huddle. He's like okay everybody bring your phone. Uh, we got to get that Instagram pic. Got to make sure you get showing those abs. Oh, everybody. That's what Rudy does. Rudy does the ab shots. Rudy's all about that ab shots. But I mean, if I'm going to be honest, damn, if I had those abs, I would be doing that all day. <laughs> well, because why not? I would, be, I, I would be like, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, this is I'm living my best life. I would do that all day. And the hell, if I looked like if I looked like how Neto did. <laughs> just, just a tenth of what Hal Neto did. Yeah, I would be, I would be all over that. I'd be like, yeah, you can't touch this. Sean, so, but I, I, I just, I like, I, I'm. This is me getting frustrated and befuddled over nothing. But I think that finally the ESPN is really looking at the Jazz in a fair way to get this number two spot in the West. I'd be surprised if they don't. If they, if they stay healthy, if Ricky Rubio, because Ricky Rubio didn't quite understand the offense until halfway through the year last year which is ironically kind of when the turnaround happened and there is a combination of things that happened during that turnaround time because it's really easy and i know i i've done this many times in the past by being like once rudy gobert was back everything was it was better but that that refiner's fire that they went through in december with donovan mitchell having to learn how to get his own shot without another superstar on the court Ricky Rubio having to manufacture things without a good screen assist. Like he had Derek Favors, but still he didn't have that. Um, and then the uh, the whole team having to make up for the fact that they're missing a significant piece of their team. I think that December, they really hunkered down and started to learn how to be their best self in that jazz offense. So once Rudy Gobert came back and was Rudy Gobert, then all of a sudden the pieces actually fit. 
Mm-hmm. Well, it was basically and then I kind of it was basically the plot to Cinderella Man when his arm breaks, and then he like became a good fighter somehow because he learned how to right. <laughs> you no, it is arm. true. Part, part of me wonders if 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 Gobert does not um does not get hurt in December, do, do they do they get better? Like because I think there was a part of them that they had to learn how to get better. Mm-hmm. And um and and I think that's that that's part of the reason why you had Quinn Snyder and everyone preaching that patience because I bet you Quinn Snyder, um, more probably more so than Dennis Lindsay because Dennis Lindsay was probably ready to pull uh, pull the trigger on trades to to start blowing things up. I'm sure he was as any, um, but I think Quinn Snyder was seeing results, but it was missing the piece mm-hmm. and missing that prime that prime piece in in Rudy Gobert. And, and it was, and we, and you would see things because Utah's wins in December were not against their cupcake teams. They were against like Cleveland uh-huh. and uh, they, they, they the were against good teams. Twice. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like it, the Jazz would lose six games against lottery teams and then they blow out the Cavs or they beat the Warriors. And you're like, there's a, there, there's something, there's something underneath the surface or with Donovan Mitchell going for 31. And you're like, man, if we could just have a defense that could hold. Well, so that's and that's the major reason I think they win at least fifty three games this year is because they know who they are. Last year they lose Gordon Hayward, and for half the year they didn't really know who they were. And Donovan Mitchell was he for his first two or three weeks in this of the season was just you know he just had his adrenaline going, couldn't hit shots, and the team was just trying to figure out what it its identity even was. Now they know. They know, you know, this is our this is our top scorer now. We know who that is. We didn't know that at the beginning of last year. We know that we're still a defensive, we're a dominant defensive team that wins with defense. And and they know their schemes. They have they have stretch fours that they can bring in to to sit when Derek Favors goes down, and then they can have or goes on the bench, and then have Derek Favors play backup center with stretch fours. And they know everything they did last year, kind of is gearing up to make a really good year this year because they know what they didn't know last year, I guess, if that makes sense. So that's why I know. I I think that's a great point. And so I think that's a great point. I think because I, I mean, you look at some of the teams um, and that's why when you say, okay, if the Jazz are going to be number two seed, I think one of the things too, that I, I think the team that does challenge them for that number two seed more so than, than Houston right now is going to be OKC just because, I think OKC um, more so knows what they are. Mm-hmm. They have that continuity. And I think Portland and for all will be OKC, good. I think Portland will be... We don't match mm-hmm. up well with Portland. We, it's I, They scare me every time which we is play weird. It's, which is weird because we should. Because we're like, okay, their strength is perimeter scoring. And we're like, we have really good perimeter defenders. This just should, this should be... And for some reason, they've just had our number. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I think um, for Utah for Utah to be really good next year is um, they can't get too big for their britches, mm-hmm. and what I mean by that is they've had a they're, they're having a full season a full off season of people telling them how damn good they are mm-hmm. at every turn. Donovan Mitchell getting told that he's 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 basically a, a Utah prophet. Um, you're, you're, uh, you have people who, uh, de- Rudy Gobert, one defensive player of the year. Um, so there's not like the chip 
you know, per se that, you know, being slighted. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Quinn Snyder who got recognized and was a runner up in, in voting. You had a Dennis Lindsay who was a runner up in um, executive of the year. Uh, it, 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 the cat is out of the bag, right? Mm-hmm. And so this isn't the jazz went from being a well-known indie flick. Like the, the jazz last year were stranger Th- was stranger things season one. Mm-hmm. And then they got green lighted for another season. You know what? And though? so now season two was really good. It was really good. But at the same time, you, you know, when they got green light for a second season, you're like, Oh boy, you know, was, was it lightning in a bottle? Mm-hmm. Cause there was a lot of things that happened. Right. And so, this team is going to have to go in there. There's not going to be nights now that like after the all-star break that when they first started that win streak where people were sleeping on them, mm-hmm. um, there's not going to be nights now where, you know, you can, you're, you're basically channeling the people disrespecting you into a game. Now you're, whenever you step on the court, like you're going to have a target on your back now because oh, and- you're, 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 you're a scout now. You're a you're a big time team. You're a scout. Well, so and with, you're a, with Mitchell's popularity, Dallas Mavericks team with yeah. with Mitchell's popularity, you know the Jazz are going to get a bunch of national games this year too. So they're going to be in the spotlight, and hopefully they mm-hmm. can rise to the occasion and not buckle under pressure. But tell you what, Donovan Mitchell sure sure rose to the occasion in the playoffs. Uh, personally, I I just think oh, by the way too, I just miss watching the Jazz. I am in basketball oh, withdrawal time right now. I keep watching playoff highlights and replays and oh, can't wait. Well, anyways, we kind yeah, of, I'm oh, getting, go ahead. I'm, I'm, man, I just want basketball to be back, but I will say I am enjoying the off season and not, I, I think there's like a mix, especially running SLC dunk and, and, and you riding for it. You get it where, <laughs> Where it is like by the end of the season, like the playoffs, like Houston Rockets, and it was like I think it was after um, after the Rockets went up three one, and in the back of my head, which is against everything in my fandom, I was like, "Please lose Game five. <laughs> because of just the grind of it. I was like, "Just don't, don't, just don't do this to me." Like I'm already starting to like make plans of what I'm gonna do with my nights, mm-hmm. and. <laughs> And 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 you start to get to that end because there's just so much entailed with the season, but now just like uh, it's kind of like running a marathon. Like you run a marathon right after you're done, you're like, oh man, never gonna do that again. And then after about a few weeks, you're like, I think I might train again. I might get get back into that. We might do that. You missed it. What was so bad about it? Oh, so oh my gosh, I watched the the basketball tournament that's been going on. I watched that Jimmer game and I don't normally care too much about Jimmer, but man, I could tell that I am basketball starved. Cause I was like cheering. <laughs> You're like, yeah. Okay. What do you think about the Elam ending? It's pretty What fun. do you think about it? It creates, well, it obviously is not good for Brandon Davies because my gosh, <laughs> but anyways, it's fun. I, I prefer NBA ending, but I'm, I'm all down for like different basketball tournaments and experiences that are it's kind of like watching the Olympics. There's a little dip, different set of rules that make it kind of interesting. Yeah. But it, I, here's, here's what I think about like the Elam ending. I think it would be totally, totally cool to avoid overtime anyway in the regular season. Rock the Elam ending during the regular season. 
Yeah, I guess it could. But then it and then once and then once you get to the playoffs, you're like, okay, we're going regular overtime. So now you have like then then the then with the playoffs, it you know it's similar to like you're not going to have shootouts all the time. Mm-hmm. Like with with soccer, it's like we're not going to we're not going to go immediately to shootouts. Mm-hmm. But in the regular season, but in the uh, in the playoffs, you're like, okay, we're running clock, and that's that's the way we're going for the rest of it. But in the in the regular season, dude. Let that Elam ending roll, and I am fu- fully for it because I I want I want to be able to put in a game recap at nine fifteen. <laughs> I, I I so I would love that because you know what I'm talking about where you have those games and it's about nine twenty. You're looking at the clock and you're like, okay, the game ends in the next five minutes. I can get this. I can get this game recap, and then you, you know you can kind of enjoy the rest of your night. Mm-hmm. Or if you're a regular jazz fan too, you're like, okay, you know maybe I'll be able to hit up another another episode on the Netflix, you know, just one more. But then, then, then it gets close and the last four minutes lasts an hour. And you're like, Oh man, where did the time go? But this, like I'm, I'm, I, after watching a few of those games with the Elam ending, I'm like, I get, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I think I'm sold. I think I'm sold on it. I just feel like it. I feel like if there was a time, well, I don't know. Cause I kind of feel like Jimmer could have won that game. <laughs> And Brand like scared I, I, and ruined everything, but uh, because I will, I would love to see stars pucker up because I really think there's going to be like what's going to happen, and then you can have all these cool stats where it's just like you know LeBron when when his team is down seven with the Elam ending, his team is six and one. You can have some crazy stats where teams that are always down somehow like are always coming back. With the Elam ending, it's pretty and, fun. I fear change. So, I fear change. <laughs> I, I do fear change, but I think the Elam ending could be like three point line for the NBA. It might be fun, where the game, the game is significantly different afterwards, and it is like the game. The game of basketball is significantly different after the three point line than before. Mm-hmm. They're two different. They're, they're almost like two different games, but. It's better now. It's almost. It's so it much better of, with, with the three. It's point pretty line. fun. I'm not gonna lie. It reminds me of street ball when it's like a certain point you could just. I mean, even me, I said it when I was watching. No threes, no threes, and because they were down by three or like they were three away from the ending, and it's pretty fun. I wouldn't. I yeah, wouldn't hate it. Just, Maybe do it in preseason yeah. just for fun. Make preseason a little yeah, more interesting. Pre-season. Just see what happens. Just see what happens. Or. Or you it, like Adam Silver wants to have that like tournament midway through the season of all teams. Mm-hmm. Why not? Um, why not rock um, rock that the Elam ending with that with that like mini tournament? It might be fun and just see what if it was like soccer yeah, just, where you have different tournaments and cups and things. It might be fun to to just do some. Yeah. yeah just, oh man, I, I yeah, I, I would love to see it with like the the top level talent of the NBA. Mm. Sorry, sorry. Oh, in BYU fans who are getting mad that I just said that Jimmer's not top tier talent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jimmer Jimmer would start in the NBA, Michael. <laughs> actually, <laughs> I'm so I, tired I was actually going to write a post about this. I was going to say, you know what though? When you think about the NBA, is every team's uh goal to win games? I uh not all of them that is the goal, and I think that Jimmer puts butts in seats and i think there are teams out there that i don't know just give him a couple year contract and let him shoot threes and lose a lot of games not a bad i d- not a bad right i just don't uh, i man i don't 
I just think I just think it's not there for Jimmer. I just <laughs> he's I just don't like he's twenty nine now. By the way, he's doing fine. Yeah, he's the dude in China. Like, like I I really wonder with Jimmer. Like, does he want to leave China at this point to be like he is a household name in a country of one billion people? Oh yeah, I mean he like, to be the thirteenth guy on a bench. I don't think that's what he wants to be. That's nuts. Which I I hope Dwayne Wade signs over there. Mm-hmm. This this option. Why not? A, because I want to see Jimmer fan like Jimmer taken from the well, crown. Well, and you know who else like might Dwayne sign? Wade steps there. Did, like Rodney Hood might be in China this year if he doesn't get a contract soon. Dude, you're right. So I, Man, that's so crazy. So he's got to get. That's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the Jazz. Uh, so get, go back to the Jazz in the number two seed. I I think they have a. I think they have a good chance. It's can they stay healthy? Yeah. Can Ricky can Ricky Rubio uh, be the Ricky Rubio of the second half of the season? Which I do. I, I think the difference between Ricky Rubio first half and second half was familiarity with the offense. Because there were some games where he just wasn't shooting as well, but he was still be, he is still a plus contributor um, to the team. And then uh, I think if man if Donovan takes a step, all of a sudden that's bigger. And we haven't even talked about the other X factors of improvement, which are Royce O'Neal and Dante Exum. Oh, absolutely, like. Dang. Royce will be like, comfortable it's, and he'll shoot better mm-hmm. Yeah, and every, everybody on this team knows their role. I think that's a huge thing. Like everybody on this team knows where they are. Like Jay Crowder knows what he does. Derek Favors, when he was resigned, they resigned him to his role. There's not this. There, there's not like okay, I play this way so I can get my other contract. Blah blah blah, and be you know he knows what he is. Mm-hmm. And he, he could be so much more on another team, but he signed here in his role. That's huge. Mm-hmm. He got paid and he can feel good about it. And it's great. Um, so we were talking, yeah. we mentioned it earlier. Uh, we talked about Ricky Rubio. Do you think Ru- Ricky Rubio, well, how good is Ricky Rubio? And can he keep up what he did la- the last half of last year? I think um, so. A- Andy Bailey had a post on him and he's been doing, Andy Bailey has been doing these awesome stat threads. Um, on each player um, through uh, through the offseason. And he's going to continue doing them for every Utah Jazz player mm-hmm. until he just runs out of stats. Which he never will. Like, he never will. I mean, he might, like, I'm, I, like, what I'm really interested in is when Andy um, is getting to, like, Nas Mitru Long. <laughs> Nas Mitru Long stat thread. I'm ready for it. <laughs> Like he's just gonna, like, because I, I know he's gonna have like six or seven things, but I am just ready for the obscureness of the obscure. Well, it is because it's gonna be like people who went to Iowa State who lived in this county who averaged five points and seven rebounds. Like it's gonna get, <laughs> it's gonna get like very niche, and I'm just ready for it. So, anyway, so but talking about um talking about Ricky Rubio, so he has a few things. Like first off. He averaged 16 points, 6.1 assists, and 5.3 rebounds over the last part of the season. In the in the part of the 20, like ending the season 29 6. Since that two, since the 2011 and 12 season, Ricky Rubio's third in total steals, eighth in assists, and 59th in wins over replacement year, uh, uh, replacement player. And his stats to end the season, there were only. One, two, three, four, five dudes who averaged um, those stats, if not more, to end the season. And you're talking Blake Griffin, James Harden, LeBron James, Jokic, 
and Westbrook. Yeah, Utah might be surprisingly good next year. Like that's that's ins- like that was a stat. Like there's a there's a lot of other stats that he had. Uh huh. But that blew me away. Like I was like, oh damn! Like he was good. Like it was like okay. Ain't no problem. Ain't no oh, problem. That's right. Like it was. If he if he does what he did the end of the year, the Jazz are, you know, a fringe title contender. You know, I get like they'll they'll be in the like if if Ricky Rubio is that good, the Utah Jazz go from like they're not just like fifty three wins and 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 they're they're pushing you know they get to be the the token second place person next to Golden State. They're the team that you're is kind of like Houston was last year, where you're just like, hey. The right the right things happen. They 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 can they can beat the best team in the league without without like it being like Golden State's missing Kevin Durant because of a broken leg or something mm-hmm. like that. Like it, it's legit. They can be there, and I think the other thing that's interesting about Utah is th- they played Golden State straight up a couple times full strength and and whooped mm-hmm. them. And, and and one of the times that they whooped them, um, Golden State was not full strength. Uh, but the other times, they were. it was Steph like, Curry before his injury, and things like that. Yeah, it was Steph Curry before. Yeah, before the injury, and they whooped them. I remember when they did whoop them uh, here in Boise, the ESPN Boise station, which is now which is now dead, RIP. But. Um, but the guys on there, one of the guys, he went, he went down to see the Golden State game. I guess he was a Warriors fan, and he was he thought he was going down there to take a victory lap because the Jazz are terrible. He's going to get to see you know Steph do shimmy, blah blah blah, and that's going to be great. And instead, the Jazz whooped him by thirty, and he was just like the Jazz, the Jazz whooped him. I can't believe that. And 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 I think what's interesting about Utah, more so than Houston now is that they can really match up defensively against against the Warriors. Like whatever you throw at Utah, they they got and, and, and the funny thing is they're like, well they got DeMarcus Cousins now. Guess who DeMarcus Cousins kryptonite is? Oh. Really oh I thought bad. you were gonna say donuts. Oh donuts oh, too. Okay. Oh. Donuts. Oh but and here's the other thing too like they got the, the Golden State Warriors added a ton of risk to their team. Like Demarcus Cousins, look at big dudes like his mm-hmm. size with Achilles injury. I took heat when I when I was just like, he's not going to be the same player. He's going to be it's going to be hard pressed for him to be a rotation player, knowing the history of big men who suffer Achilles injuries at his uh-huh. age. You don't believe Jazz fans? We watched Mehmet Okur go through it. Oh, we I tell you it. what. I don't understand. Honestly, I don't understand why they picked him up. And the reason is, is you have a championship caliber team who post championship said they had some locker room things or something going on that they weren't going to talk about. Uh, They're going to win the finals this year again, probably unless, you know, barring some sort of injury or something like that. And all you need to have happen is just same old, same old and not have anything to disrupt it. And you bring in one of the most uh, well-known locker room disruptors onto your team who does not move the ball very well. The reason the Warriors are so good on offense outside of having like three Hall of Fame shooters 
is the fact that they move the ball so well and pass it and the, their offense flows and they get it to the right shooter and they hit threes. When you put in DeMarcus Cousins, he pounds the ball and he backs down his guy and bullies his way to the rim and then complains if he doesn't get a foul call and and he's not a good and and defensively and he's not a good def- defensively like you have JaVale McGee rim protecting and as much as we clowned on JaVale McGee because he is JaVale McGee he he was a good mm-hmm. fit. He well, was a really good fit and he fit in well and 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 I look at the Golden State Warriors and I look at them like a like a video game speed runner runner who has has already hit his fastest time and is now looking at ways to make it more difficult. So he's like, I'm going to do it without armor. And th- that's why I look at the Golden State Warriors this year, where it's just like they've peaked become bored because they're just like, let's figure out different ways in which we can wear- win the NBA championship. Like they're, they're the ones putting their own barriers in front of themselves. And the problem is it's adding a lot of risk while there are still really good teams in the West who are minimizing their risk and adding depth. And sooner or later, your style of play catches up to you and teams figure out how to counter. And teams are starting to. You have the Jazz who are built it. Houston would have won last year had they not had Chris Paul exactly. go down. They had the counter. They had the counters with Trevor Reason, Luke Umbaugh. Paul Lute, was a and, killer in the playoffs and, last and, year. And he killed the Jazz. Paul was the reason we lost to Houston. Oh, it was oh Chris gosh. Paul. And so... CP3 was they're, they're, nuts. Well, and they don't just have year. like the finals at risk. They have players up for contract after that next season at risk. And so it takes one time that DeMarcus Cousins does something to Clay Thompson and Clay says, you know what? This isn't as fun as it used to be. I'm out. You know, I'm going to go get paid big time and play somewhere where I don't have DeMarcus Cousins bullying me in the locker room type thing. You know? Right. I, that's why I don't get about their off season. And there are, uh, and, and there's like a- Andy Lou and um, Sam Estefari and, and Warriors World and all those guys who are like using this as a clown. They're like, they hate us and blah, blah, blah. And we're like, dudes, we're, we're looking like, we're the ones who are looking out for your well being. We saw Mark Jackson. <laughs> we got the, inter- have John Stockton retire a year earlier than he should have. If you think, you think locker yeah, rooms just like, don't dude, matter. We come to you from the future. You are wrong. Yeah. We come to you from the future, from the future, my man. Like we we have the giant banner of intervention. We're like, look, dudes, everyone's telling you guys like, like you're playing with fire at this point. Could it work? Yes. Do you have one of the best coaches in the NBA and Steve Kerr who can handle it? Yes, most certainly. But is it, it's like, it's highly unnecessary risk that you guys are, are messing with here. And, and in the you know, you were going to win anyway. It didn't yeah. matter. But now you've just, I mean, I guess you're right. It is just like, let's see what we do it on hard mode. But Yeah, I want to do it on hard mode and I'm not even going to pick up a weapon. Like it's, it's, it, it's, it's crazy. I, I, that's why I think like the, the jazz, if they play their cards right, have a, have, have a team that can sneak, that can sneak by and they have a team that can match up against the Warriors. Perimeter wise, you have Donovan Mitchell. You you have this guard court that's just defensively sound that you can just throw different defenders at Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. You have you have perimeter defenders and in Joe Ingles, Jay Crowder, and Tabo Cephalosha that you can throw at Royce Kevin O'Neal Durant. Was pretty good against you. Him. Have Derek, yep, yep, and you have Royce O'Neal as well. You have um, you have Derek Favors and Epe uh, Udo and Rudy Gobert. Who you can handle Draymond Green on on the inside, and then 
are athletic enough to handle him on the on the perimeter. Like, and then if, if you think that Demarcus Cousins is the X factor, I would love for you to go to any game of Rudy Gobert versus versus oh, Demarcus Cousins, and and you're going to be very disappointed. Like the the point of the matter is like Utah defensively has something here that um that can counter that and offensively like here's the thing if donovan mitchell takes a step offensively all of a sudden the jazz go from being a third the 13th best offense in the nba to a top five and then it gets scary then all of a sudden you're talking the best defense in the nba has one of the best offenses in the nba and utah's just like houston last year where you're like wow I mean, I thought they were going to be better. I thought they were going to be good, but I didn't think they were going to be... 60 win good. Italics. This good. Yeah, exactly. And so um, it's it's, it's special. And Ricky Rubio is part of that. Like Ricky Rubio, like he is like ESPN's real plus minus. He was, um, he's never finished lower than 15th amongst amongst all players. And you have, um, and then you have... He was he scored one point per isolation last season, which puts him in the eighty first percentile. You don't think of Ricky Rubio as an isolation mm-hmm. player, and so as the league goes more to isolation, and Donovan Mitchell, and Ricky Rubio being the guys who are handling the ball most of the time, that's a big deal moving mm-hmm. forward. And you and, and and so the thing is, is now all of a sudden, I look at the I look at like teams that are are good, and um. Uh, I was talking to I, I was talking to a friend about this, and it, we were talking about okay, think about the West, and what is it? How far is the difference between their second, their first and second best players, and their third and fourth best players? And then you can start to see who's going to be the good teams, and who like then you can really see how it's going to play out. Like you look at the Los Angeles mm-hmm. Lakers, there's LeBron, and then there's a huge chasm. Before you get to their next guy, yeah, they're good players, but they're but 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 you don't have that elite. Um, you look at Houston; you have Chris Paul, you have James Harden, and then you have Clint Capella. They're good. You look at OKC, and you have okay, you have uh, you have Russell Westbrook, Paul George, and then you have Stephen Adams, who's who's uh, shortly behind them. They're in a good spot, but then you're looking at their fourth guys on there. It's like okay, well, who's their fourth dude? And and then it starts to get hazy. Houston still has Eric Gordon, so they're still okay. Mm-hmm. OKC, it's iffy. Um, you look at San Antonio, and you're like, "Well, is San Antonio going to make the playoffs next year?" Well, look at the look at like their first and second best guys. You have Demar Derozan, you have Marcus Aldridge, and then you're like, uh, mm-hmm. "Okay." But Utah, you look at that, and you have okay, we have Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell. Small little, small little space, and then you have almost all star category in Ricky Rubio, Joe Ingles, Derek Favors, who are all clumped up in that next yeah. range. And that's what makes it. That's why they're good for all those casuals who are like, "Man, why can't they be there?" That's why they're good because that next clump of players is in that near all star range, or could be an all star if they if the if if the season plays mm-hmm. out right for them. Versus other teams where you're just like, uh, DeJounte Murray for the Spurs? He's a nice defender. Like, uh, uh, can he take a next step? Who knows? But DeJounte Murray's kind of in that yeah, Dante so Exum category that shows a lot of flashes and there's a lot to like, but, you know, 
Right. If if Dante Exum was the Jazz's next third best player, and you're like, well, if things go, you're in trouble. And we love Dante Exum, but he has to show it. And but what's good about Utah is they have these guys who, yeah, they're in that exactly. Next Dante's year our fifth or sixth, okay. seventh guy, talent wise. Yeah, and he's in that next group of guys where there's Royce O'Neal, Dante uh, Dante Exum, um, Tabo Cephalosha, um, uh, Jay Crowder. Uh, at Bayudo, like where you have guys that know what that are still really good um, rotation players, and we're in so good shape. Grayson Utah Allen's has a throwaway insane, insane right depth. now. Yeah, Grayson Allen, Grayson like Grayson Allen, is like good. a guy where <laughs> he, he might be, be pretty good and be playing a pretty lot of minutes for the Salt Lake City Stars just because Ooh, of this. You know what? Utah I tell you what, though, are, not only are we going to be good, we're going to be fun because you might see bench units of. Like you said, Dante Exum, Royce O'Neal, Grayson Allen, Tabo Cephalosha, and Derek Favors. That's that's a fun lineup that can score mm-hmm. and defend. The Jazz might win a lot of games with their second yeah. unit this year. And I forgot Alec Burks. And I forgot Alec Burks too, who had a really good series against Houston. I think one of the one of the the biggest things about Utah, and and I've said this about Grayson Allen, I don't think he play. I don't think he gets many minutes. I think he spends a lot of time on the bus with the Salt Lake City Stars. And that's not to say like I'm like Grayson Allen's a trash player and I just I just don't see how he's going to make it in this league. That's not saying that. I'm just saying this Utah Jazz team it, it's 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 second and third tier players. They're stacked with them. It's not like it, like they go to to the 14th and 15th guy mm-hmm. with guys who can be rotation players and and have a role to play in certain games. And Quinn Snyder has shown like he does not give a give a rat a, a rat's butt about uh what like like a, a normal depth chart where you're like you're always going to get your ten minutes to, tonight or he's just going to be like there's a certain matchup that I think we have I'm going to play mm-hmm. this dude and he showed that last year and he's going to do that again this year so he's going to look at teams moving forward and be like sorry Grayson I um these teams just don't match up well we're going to put you with the stars because we do want you to get minutes mm-hmm. and there's going to be other times where you're going to see Grayson Allen with the team because he's like, there might be an opportunity where we're going to need Grayson. I'll, and, I'll say right. But I'll, I think I'll Grayson be, Allen's going to get be hot take guy. quite a few minutes. Maybe I'll be hot take stars. guy. I think, I think Grayson's going to be playing 10 to 15 minutes a night. I think he's going to be really think, over. Oh, Alec? easily. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Really? <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I think, Sorry, like, I, I think like, even if he gets past <laughs> Allen, I think even, like, okay. So I look at the depth chart and it's kind of like the boss battle. Like I look at Alec Burks, like the first boss battle where it's just like, it's teaching you how to mm-hmm. play the game where like you beat him, but you you still haven't really like got past anything else. Like I think if he's past Alec Burks on the depth chart, he's still not getting minutes mm. on a, but see, uh, I on feel a like he's going to get more minutes than Neto. Like he has to get past Royce. So he has, uh, well, yeah. So he has to get, and then Neto's uh-huh. the next guy. And so, and, and, and this is like conspiracy, so I'm putting on my tinfoil cap. So, sure. are you ready for this? You think Rudy Gobert is going to take Neto getting pushed down on the death chart line down? Um, I think I think Rudy just likes having Neto as a buddy. See, see, you 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 pause, <laughs> Wait, you pause. Yeah, he likes him as a travel buddy. You were like, you're Rudy like, would uh, be annoyed if he wasn't on the yeah, team. I don't think Rudy cares if he plays. That's true. <laughs> 
he just wants to make sure that Neto's like Neto's at his apartment like after the game so they can go hang out and like Xbox. And I just whatever. I just like he has I just to, feel yeah. like he's a big body. He's long. He can drive. He can shoot, and he can pass, and he rebounds really well. And that and he seems like a smart, competitive player. That I just I would be surprised if Quinn didn't like him. Like I would be like, this is kind of like. Yeah. There is a Duke connection, which I have to keep on remembering. Um, but at the Donovan same time... Donovan likes him? Donovan I, I apparently wanted him to play? Yes, but who doesn't Donovan like? The only person that Donovan does not like on God's green earth is Donald Trump. We'll get into that. But still, like, it, like who doesn't he get along with? Like, it, like I think, I think, like, if you're going to be like... You could spend all day listing people that Donovan gets along with, like, and you can spend five minutes listing people that Donovan does not. Like, I, th- I still think he has to get past. He still has to get past Royce O'Neal on the depth yeah, chart. Yeah, Royce and Dante, and Dante are getting a lot of minutes. And those two they're are going to get, get. They're going to be getting a lot of minutes, and and that's what I look at. Where it's just like, you know, those guys. I, I and I, my question. It, they're Quinn Snyder's My question first is, slums. does Tabo, because Jay Crowder and Tabo probably play more four spot, I would think, and which might open up a few minutes. They, they do, but I the think I, they're going to play three spot too, depending mm-hmm. on when they like matchups. Like if they're playing Paul, you know, they're playing OKC or Golden State, those dudes are going to get a lot of minutes because of KD mm-hmm. and Paul George. But if, if, um, uh, if Grayson's uh, shooting like, 36 to 40% from three, whoo boy, that's hard to pass up off the bench yeah but but the hard thing with grayson though is he, he can switch between one and two i'm not sure if he can switch between one and three mm-hmm. in the nba yet but that's a that's a bit that's a big difference and i mean royce o'neill mm-hmm. showed he could um but that's that's the reason why dante exum and royce o'neill are getting those minutes because man uh, okay that's, well, that's the does it not give you a little heart it would be against um second units so it's a little bit you know, right? But but at the same time, I'd rather have Dante Exum out oh, there against I agree the second with that. unit. You know that. Like I would, I would, I would love mm-hmm. and Royce O'Neal. Like you'd see, here's the thing: your newness, your your newness, um, like your bias for new players is getting in the way of your Dante Exum <laughs> love now. Like no, you're malfunctioning. You're full. You're full on. Like you can't figure this out. Like your brain is like trying to reconcile. You're like, I, I love, love the new player. You. <laughs> you're like, I love the. New, you're like, I love this new player. This new player is so good to me. Like he has so much potential. He's a mystery box. But then there's Dante Exum. He it's like Grayson Allen so good. He could be Dante Exum. I've always wanted all one my of those. Sons like equally. you're just like you're, I love them all equally. You're spinning, <laughs> spinning, James. <laughs> all right, guess what, guys? I took heat for what I said about Royce O'Neal last year. I'm telling you, I see it. I see it with Grayson. I just see it. So I don't quite know how it'll happen. Um, and I do think. You're the dude who bets it, like bets, puts all of his money on the horse with the longest odds. And you're like, look, it happened last time. It happened. It's going to happen again. I'm just (laughs) betting with my winnings from last time is all I'm saying. But uh, like he. You you got house money. I just just see it. Like he's just a player. I don't know how it's going to happen. And obviously it might take like, you know, someone's going to get dinged up here and there and i think he's that first player that gets like those dinged up minutes but then he shoots like 38 percent from three and guards better than we thought he could and then all of a sudden it's like oh true gotta find ways to get this guy on the floor 
And I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Yeah, that's like, true. That's, that's true. Like, it's, it's hard to get. If he gets on the floor, it means he's way, way, way better than and, – and I'm not talking like if he was on a road t- – if he was on a lottery team, he would be one of their best players if he's getting significant minutes. The player, with the player I'm actually nervous about a little bit is Jay Crowder. I, I really – because his shooting was okay last year, but it wasn't great. It was okay at best. And he needs to prove to be a more consistent shooter. Honestly, like, right. I, I, I completely agree with that. I think that's the, I, I, what you're hoping is because Jade Crowder had as many, as much time with the team as Ricky Rubio did before he had his break and breakout and got, and got to know the offense and looked mm-hmm. like he was comfortable. The hope with Jade Crowder is that he finally hits that point, right? Where it was just like, okay, all of that leading up was just him being uncomfortable with the offense he knows he's going to be in Utah for a while. He knows the offense. He know he's comfortable with the team. Let's just let's just hope that yeah, it's I, I hope cool. so. I'm rooting for it because when he's on, we're really good. But man, even even whether he was comfortable yeah, or not, well, he was still missing shots. Jazz offense. And, but the Jazz's Jazz's lineup with him was the best was the best lineup mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Um with Ricky Rubio, Jay Crowder. Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, and Joe Ingles. That was the best plus. Um, that was the best um, um, RAPM uh, adjusted adjusted plus minus uh, realized adjusted plus minus in the in the NBA playoffs mm-hmm. last year, and it wasn't even close. And guess what? The Jazz had the fifth best as well with Derek Favors. So they if if he is. I tell you what, Jay Crowder is hitting thirty five percent from three l- next year. Whoo, man! That's it, well, they're be a just team. so deep. So that's, that's part of why Grayson might not is they really are so deep. But that's that. Yeah, that's the hard thing. I don't. Uh, I'm not saying I don't think Grayson Allen's a, a great. Did you say uh, going to be a good player? I think they got a good player in him. <laughs> no, I said good. You got it. You got it. But it's like, Michael oh, Scott. Man. Remembering it wrong. Okay, we're moving. We're moving on. We're we're moving on. We're going to talk to something that I think we're, we're both can agree on. Donald <laughs> Trump. Yeah, yeah. I said those two words on our podcast. Buckle in, everybody. I like this is where every like one of our listeners is like going off, and you're like, ah, I'm not going to deal with this liberal at all. Okay, so. Here's the thing. We're not ta- we're not we're not going to we're not going to talk about Donald Trump's policies. We're talking about dude's racist reply to to LeBron James last night and how NBA Twitter just like woke up like it was like hitting a bee's nest. He did he I don't like night. to get political on Twitter at all. Like you'll notice that I really don't I really no. try not to. I, and that's probably why you have more followers. I just I just hate politics. <laughs> But when you when you dive into the thing that I love more than anything in this world, electronically at least, it bugs me. Don't talk about my league. Talk about you know what? For all the times that people it's, say to Donovan Mitchell or LeBron James or whoever it is to stay out of politics, you know what? Stay out of stay out of the NBA, Donald. That's not your lane. You should be worrying about it, the country. So 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 last night. Yes. So so Donovan Don uh, so so uh, Donovan Mitchell resp- responded to um basically these the, the 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 racist so this is what the Trumpster 
Um, this is what the Trumpster said last night, and it was midnight. So it's midnight. Is this from the toilet? And, and, and uh, in all due you know? respect, yeah, yeah. Like all due respect, us, us complaining about LeBron James on a Friday night at midnight. That's our job. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what we do. This is this is stay stay in your lane. Like, and I, I and obviously, like Donald Trump really doesn't have a lane because he's he's seventy two years old and has always had somebody else drive him. So presumably like his driving experience mm-hmm. is a golf cart. So I understand like he, he ain't the best behind the wheel. And, and so he, and so he was like, LeBron James was just interviewed by the dumbest man on television, Don Lemon. He made LeBron look smart, which isn't easy to do. I like Mike. <laughs> and with one so, tweet, so if you can with get one past, tweet, like, finally ended the argument of whether LeBron is better than Michael Jordan. But anyways, proceed. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We now know LeBron James is the greatest. And this of is all a time. week or two after. And maybe well, this is a week or two may- after LeBron literally spent millions and millions of dollars for a, a school that will will help. It's the same week. It's the at same risk week children in poverty. It like this week. What is? Yeah, like you couldn't pick. Like I am so surprised. I'm so surprised because not even just politically. Like the dude, dude attacked like the most popular dude in a swing state. Which every Republican who's running for office in in Ohio is like, uh, I love LeBron, but man, I want to get elected. Like, like there's just like, and then you have like all of NBA Twitter who's just like, you need to shut the f- up. You need to shut the f- up. You shut the. F-. You know, like, it, like it was like every every person was hitting like Dave Chappelle's like wrap it up <laughs> box, and and it, it <laughs> and it was. And, and and so then you get to Donovan Mitchell, who Donovan Mitchell, like, he's he's started to become more more outspoken. He was outspoken about the Louisville thing with Papa John's. He about was outspoken. Man. He was outspoken about EA Games not having Kaepernick um, it, mentioned yeah, in there. So bizarre. And um, and and guess what? Guess what? And, and this is uh, and I said this. I think I said this to you. Uh, we had I hadn't said this in a in an article or on Twitter. But I think uh, I, I I said this to you where I think you jazz fans are going to have to get are going to get readjusted to a star player who uses his platform mm-hmm. for social good, and they've and they they were accustomed to a player in Gordon Hayward who by the way donated to Donald Trump his his wife did anyway Robin Robin Hayward so he was he was more subdued when it came to these issues, but now you're going to have Donovan Mitchell who who grew up his mom's a teacher. He he grew up in uh, seeing the diff like the differences on, on on you know like growing up in a in a black neighborhood versus a white neighborhood, and getting to go to a, a you know a predominantly white school like he's mm-hmm. he's a real deal, and he's a smart kid. He's he's he, he's really eloquent and he knows his stuff, and he tweets out last night no this morning. A sign of an insecure in human being is one who attacks others to make themselves feel better. I'm just sad that young kids have to see stupid tweets like these and grow up thinking it's okay. Forget everything else, Donald. You're 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 setting a bad example for kids. Mm-hmm. Our future. And then he put the mm-hmm. clown emoji, which nothing but respect for my 45. <laughs> well, I have a like I have a buddy 45. I have a buddy who said my something goodness. that I really agreed with. Colin, I think it's Colin, you know who you are, my buddy. Colin SLC. But anyways, uh, Colin, 
That's I, right. Well, he made a good calling. point. He said, you know what? And I'm like most some of the commenters out there who says, I'd rather talk about basketball than politics because I, I personally hate them. I hate Yes. Even when we talked on the phone personally, yeah, like you, you're like, let's talk about something else. Like, yeah, I, yeah, you're, I can, I can back this up. I can back this up. Like, James, James isn't an SJW in hiding. Like, this is, you'll this, see this me like real deal, James. I okay. tend to lean Continue a little on. left. You'll see me like things that are like, like that. But, but he said, you know what? If you think that if you go out of your way to tell Donovan Mitchell not to talk about these things, that's a sign that you feel some sort of ownership about over him. Which is not a good thing you should be feeling or doing. <laughs> oh, you dang, cannot, Colin! Dang, Colin! That's a it's a that's good a point. Take. Colin, yes. we gotta hang out when we're in, when I'm in Salt Lake next time. You, me, and James, we we shout we're out, gonna hang. Shout out Idaho. We're gonna do but stuff. Anyways, shout out to Colin. But it's true. If, you know what? Donovan Mitchell can think and feel however he wants, and if you have a problem with that, then you need to stop following him on Twitter or something. You know, because he has every right to feel however he wants about these things. You know what? And there's people out there that believe things I don't right. agree and with. It doesn't mean I can't like them or be friends with them or accept the fact that they have a right to opinion living in this country. <laughs> like, it's okay. Yeah. And I think us, even on our staff, I think our staff, there's there's many of us who swing right. There's many of us who swing left. And, and there's some who are just like, I would rather do anything but politics. And, and, um, I, I think I'm on the very left of the spectrum on our site. And there's some who are on the very right. And then there's every, every amount of gray in between. But I think one of the things that we, that on either side of politics that we want to see from our athletes is we want to see them using their platform for good and using their platform to make a difference. And the thing that is so frustrating about Donald Trump's statement on, on LeBron James is it go against, it goes against everything that politicians tell these young black men to do because they're like, you got you got to take care of your neighborhoods. You got to make your neighborhoods better. You got to, you got to be smart. You got to be educated. And what LeBron, and then what Donald Trump does is, you have a guy in in LeBron James who's like done that and cleared the bar and then some, and then he, he's like, it's still not good enough. And that's why it's, uh, and I'm going to say this right now, that's why it's racist as hell because the, these dudes have been told for, I mean, I, since I can remember starting to watch the NFL and the NBA where they're like, they got to, they got to use their platforms. They're good. They got to help clean up the streets. They got to, you got to take care of their neighborhoods, blah, blah, blah. Some side of, type of ownership that we don't place on everybody else, but yet we're placing on these, these dudes just because they're, they, they've made themselves better. And, and, and we, you have a dude in LeBron James who's done all of LeBron that. LeBron James grew up with a single who's, mom and, and at one and, point was living in a car with her, you know? Like he came from nothing, and yeah. now the dude is he's doing things that no one does, you know, especially not our president. And, and for and, him to go at him like that is him angry right. that he doesn't do the same thing he expects from every other black person to just kind of toe the line and accept things the way they are and and just do things the way they want them to be done. It's it's not okay. LeBron is walking the walk, and. Yeah. And he's going after the most predominantly black league in in the country, and he's going against the most uh, progressive league in the country too. You, you you can be conservative. You like the NBA, 
but it, you cannot deny that it's their players. It's a very progressive yeah. It's a minority-driven league. league. It's it's and, 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 majority and it's, black players, and that's fine. You know, it's it's fine. But but you but do not think for one second that the, that there this is okay. Like this is this is racist as as it gets out. And if you don't think it's racist, uh, I I got I got a lot of, a, a lot of other things that we can show you on that. But this right here, this was peak. This was peak racism, and and I agree with Donovan Mitchell. Where it's just like an insecure human being who feels like the limelight is not good enough on him, and because he's getting all this limelight, he has to take a shot. And I can't remember who it was, but somebody had a tweet. They're like, "If you if you swing at if, if you come at the king, you best not miss." And and he the missed thing, the thing that's and and well, it's and now, disappointing and, to me too. And this ain't the NFL. This isn't like you have a ton of owner who, owners who are going to be like, oh, what are we going to do about this? What are we going to do? Like, this is the NBA where they're just like, it's a player-driven well, it's, league. It's a crazy and, world we live in. And he's going to get It's a crazy world we now. live in that LeBron James is acting more it's presidential nuts. than our president. And that's disappointing. It's, it's really... It's, it is. It's, 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 it is. It's sad. Like, do your job. Be the president. Stop it, it, attacking other yeah. people. Do your job. Yeah. You told you told them to shut up and dribble. And 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 they're doing that and more. And dude, you can't even like you can't even shut up, get behind a desk and and sign up and 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 and, and, and use your pen for good. And I think that's what Carl Anthony Towns said. Like they were like he was like, there there's there's one state over in Flint, Michigan that still doesn't have water, and you're deciding to take a swing at a mm-hmm. at, at a black athlete. Like there's so many other things, and these guys do so much good. Like, the, I mean, there was Donovan Mitchell who was who was taking care I mean, of a fan's phone this week. Basketball was Kids Mitchell Camp who, and uh, like, who, Basketball Kids Camp, and 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 mind you, he just got back a few hours before from China, and dude, those cross country, those those uh, overseas layover uh, like oh, flights, he had to get up at six a.m. I mean, I, I bet he was on three hours sleep. He's the guy who takes photos with everyone in, Three hours in stores. He's the guy body. who says all the right things. Yeah. And even with this is a relatively it's like mm-hmm. a it's like a life lesson tweet. Like I don't know what we did to deserve Donovan Mitchell, but I guess we need to do it again or Man, we got the yeah. best 45. We, we are got the best we are all 45. lucky to have Donovan Mitchell like, on our it, team. He's as incredible uh spokesman for oh, man. for just you know, just the players as he is a player on the floor. So, and maybe that's all we need to say, but I don't know. Yeah. We, we, we got a good player to, to end this on a nice note um, is uh, uh, SVP um, on his one big thing featured Donovan Mitchell. And, and he, he he wrote the dude gets it. And he said, the Mm -hmm. dude gets it. He just, he just gets it. And I think somebody else uh, – who was it who said Donovan Mitchell's the type of player we think we would be if we mm-hmm. got to be that way? Like he's, he's what we imagined we would be if we, were, if we were that good. The way we would be in our community, the way we'd speak about our, 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 our city and our state. Like, like he gets it. He just gets it. And, and watching all the things like he, – he is so big right now. There are people in China who know who he is. There's people in Eastern Europe. There's people in, in, in Western Europe. There's people in Africa. There's people in all over the North and South America who know who he is just by saying Donovan. And 
he still has a presence of mind to be down to earth to fix a dude's phone. Not because, not because like he knew the cameras were rolling, but he did it. And he had the presence of mind to be like, Hey, who's having barbecues? I'm going to go out and do, and we're, mm-hmm. we're going to just chill. Like he just gets it. He just gets it. And, and I think what last night proved to me as an NBA fan, I'm not even talking politically. What last night proved to me as an NBA fan is I couldn't love this league any, uh, any goddamn more. Like I just love it because it, it was like, it was like the whole NBA Twitter was just like, and, and I, I, I put posted the tweet from, from the SOC dunk account. It was like Mitchell, you know, it was like M- Mitchell fan and jazz fans, Mitchell better Sixers fans, Simmons better Donald Trump. LeBron James isn't smart. And then I put like the, the duck season, rabbit season, uh, Jeff, where it switches to Elmer season. And it was just like, that was the, that was the NBA Twitter last night where it was just yeah, like, you don't come you at our don't league belong here. Like this is, this us. is a, this we, is, us. This is like, a league we, that welcomes people. It's not like, a hateful we, we league. Trash each this other. Is a league that welcomes people. Yeah. So you don't bring that hateful no. garbage to this league. And, and I, right. And, and, and as much as like we, we, we joke around and we trash each other's teams and all of that, like it's said in, 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 a, in, a, in a matter of respect that we, that we respect each other. We, we, we respect the game mm-hmm. and we love the game. And, and, and man, we have such an awesome league. Like the NBA is just an awesome, awesome league. We are. We're just so lucky to have it. Like we have really good players, really good top end players, really good dudes too. Like, like Donovan Mitchell is the type of guy that you, I, I can point to my daughter and you can put to your sons and daughters and just say, Hey, this is a good dude. You never forget where you come from. When, if you get big, like you, you could see, you carry yourself well. Like Donovan Mitchell, I think what's so great about him is like he's the type of guy where I'm like, man, I hope my son and daughter can be like him. Not like great basketball player, but the type of person like he's got. A, I hope my son or daughter has a, like that type of head on their shoulders when they're I totally when they're 22. Agree. Like that's what I hope. Like that's a great dude. And LeBron James too. LeBron James is an insane role model. Insane. And we, I mean, our state, we love Carl Malone, but Carl Malone's got some skeletons in mm-hmm. his closet, y'all. And, and we still love him. Just imagine how much, when Donovan Mitchell ties it up, when he's, tie, when he's done, just imagine how, do, do, state of Utah is going to be named oh, after this, is this his kid. City. He could be, he literally could be the mayor or the, or the governor if he wanted. He, seriously. I'm telling you right now, he could go up there and be like, we're just, voting Democrat next year. And everyone's like, you know what? I don't agree with it, but we're going to do it. Yeah. He just, you know, he could be like, I'm going to be president next year. And they're like, we're going to go for it. We, we did it. We did the Evan McMullen thing. We'll do we'll roll with you any day. And, and so like he owns the place and it's not because it's not because of just his on the court things It's because mm-hmm. he's a good dude. And, and, and and this whole team and that and this whole jazz team is that same personality. That's what's so great about it. this whole team is just gets it. Just just fully understands now that if you just love this, if you love this state as much as we love it, mm-hmm. we will love you forever. And it's crazy that Gordon Hayward couldn't like or other other guys or Darren Williams. I think figured it out after he left. Mm-hmm. Like what the secret sauce was. 
and 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 I think maybe even Carl Malone and John Stockton didn't quite understand why the state loved him so much. And but Donovan Mitchell's just been amazing. So anyway, that's how we're going to end our podcast. Donovan Mitchell is a freaking man. So here's 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 what we're going to do. Go to our site, read SLC Dunk. Read us. Read the Dunk. We like you. You should read us more. And then you should then you should go and follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on on Facebook because because man, we're awesome there. And then you're gonna you're gonna subscribe to the podcast on on on, on the good old SoundCloud and iTunes, and you're gonna love it. It's a lot of fun. It's gonna be great. So it is. It is. And dude, we're just we're we're one week closer to the M- NBA season. So hey, it's August now. We're close, y'all. Say bye, James. Bye. Bye, y'all.